Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. I'm going to go to Genesis 17 this morning. Genesis the 17th chapter. And we'll begin there today. God is good. Genesis 17. Verse 1, you got it? It says, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him. Well, that'd be awesome. And he said, and, and, and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect or sincere. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Hallelujah. I like that. I like that. Multiply you exceedingly. I'll make my covenant. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, as far as I'm concerned, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Now, he said, As for me, this is the way I see it, Abraham. If you, if you, don't, want to, if you don't want any part of this, you can just tell me you don't want any part of it. But Abraham took him up on it. Amen. He said, Neither shall your name any more be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made you. Notice, uh, God said, Change your name. Call yourself what I call you. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what I do. I call myself what God called me. Right. Amen. Right. What he says about me, that's what I, I say about myself. Right. Amen. Amen. But the... I want to back up and I want to go back to verse one where God said to Abraham, I am almighty God. Now, most of us maybe have heard this uh, name of God. Uh, it's actually when God said, I'm almighty God, he said, I am El Shaddai. And El Shaddai has a multitude of meanings that you can glean from it. But one of the meanings of El Shaddai is the God who's more than enough. More than enough. Now, how many would you like for God to tell you, which he did, uh, I am El Shaddai. And he, all, he went on to tell Abraham, and I, as you read on down further in the scriptures there, he went on to tell Abraham, I'll be a God to you. I'll be your God. You want a God that's more than enough? I will be God to you if you want in on this. I don't know about you, but I want in on this. So I want to talk about more than enough today. Um, back in um, October, November, I'm not sure, can't remember for sure, but, you know, I just casually made the comment to God that, you know, you know just let me know what you want to say to our church for this year. And I really wasn't expecting an answer uh, yet because I was planning on taking some time to pray and spend some time, a little bit time with God to find out what He was going to say for us for this year. But I, but I already wanted, you know, to got the process started and let God know I'm going to be talking to you about this. And so I just talked to God, you know, right? Yeah. And I'm not crazy. <laughs> Amen. Because we're supposed to fellowship with Him. Yeah. Amen. And so I was just talking to God and I just said, you know, what do you, what do you want for, what do you, what do you, what's the word for this year, this coming year, 2023? And, and he, 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 he immediately answered back and he said, more. It's a year more. 
Well, you know, I was preaching for Dr. Barclay a few weeks back and on a Thursday night. And, in, and, and at, at church, when, when I got there, I went back to his, Phyllis and I went back to his office. And in his office uh, was uh, Ken Harbaum. And Ken's a pastor, and he's a missionary, great missionary. And so he's there for the service, you know. And so, you know, when the service got going and we worship God and, you know, Dr. Barkley gets up there, he asked, brother, brother, he asked Pastor Ken, you got to, you know, come up and share what you share with me. Because the Lord had spoke to him about the coming year for his church. And we hadn't talked about it, Ken and I, we just talked about other things before the service. But when he got up to share, uh, he said, the Lord told me this is a year of more. I thought, thank you, Jesus. That's what he told me. But what, what, what I want to talk about today is this. It's a year of more. God's going to give us more. Now, that doesn't mean it's automatically going to come to you. You have to, you have, to have active faith for this. What do I mean active faith? Faith that's alive. Faith that believes it. Faith that goes after it. But now listen, and, 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 and Pastor Ken said this too. He, it's not just a, it's not only a year for God being more to us. It's a year for us being more to God. Amen. In other words, we've got to give Him more yes. of ourselves. Yes. Amen? I had someone in this church years ago. They came up to me and they said, and they, they said this in a real nice way, respectful way. They weren't, they weren't you know, being uh, argumentative or anything. But they came up to me and they said, Now, Pastor, you do a lot of teaching on what we have in Christ and what ours is through the covenant. Do you have any teaching on what we're supposed to do? After I got up off the floor, you know, it's kind of like mothers, you know, when your teenage daughter finally walks in and says, Can I help you with the dishes? And then you get up off the floor and you think, yeah, that's refreshing. I got up off the floor and said, yes, I do. Because there is our part, amen. I mean, know that. We got a part to do. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that this morning, too, also, as we, when we get ready to close out. I want to talk to you about, you know, we have a part. God wants more from us. He wants more dedication of our lives, more commitment to Him. Amen. And so we have to know that also, Amen. Amen. So, but you know, I, I, I've been, I don't know if anybody else has, but I've, I've been following some, not a lot, but some, this uh, uh, telescope, this uh, James Webb telescope that NASA sent out into space. And I mean, it's way out there now. And it, as, as it keeps going, it keeps finding new planets, stars, universes, uh, and, you know, I've seen some of the pictures. They're amazing. They're beautiful. And this even shows like some stuff that's still forming, stars that are forming. And I'm thinking all the, you, you know, we think about little Earth and then we know about our planets, you know, Jupiter and, and Mars and, you know, Saturn and all those. We know about those planets. But you get beyond them, there's still planets being formed. <coughs> still going on. Ever since God said, let there be light, uh, you know, when God created the, you know, the, the universe, I mean, it just, it just keeps going. And I think, what, what do we need all of this for? 
Can somebody tell God it's time to stop? But see, we have infinite minds. God is finite. Now, we think that things will run out. But God doesn't think that way because it can't run out for him. Nothing can run out for him. You follow what I'm saying? We think in limited terms like we've only got so much. God doesn't think that way. He thinks we got all we need. It just keeps going. Come on, are you with me? And so we, we, have, we have limited minds, but God's not limited. Amen? So we look at this, and, and I, 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 when, I, when I saw this, I saw these pictures, I'm thinking, man, God is more than enough. It just keeps going. And it's like David said, my cup runs over. Now we think that's waste. God's like, I've got plenty. Think about it this way. If your kids at the Atlantic Ocean and they're getting water, buckets of water out and pouring it on the shore, you don't tell them, hey, stop wasting that water. <laughs> they're not going to run it dry. How many know that? <laughs> well, God's that way. He's more than enough. Amen. David said, my cup runneth over. In one psalm, he says, the Lord's my portion and my cup. And now when you think about that, God's our portion. Well, how big is God? He's a God that's more than enough. But the cup's what, the portion's what's been given you. The cup's what you decide to receive. I don't know. I tell you what, I'm so glad I live by faith. I'm so glad I go to a church that preaches faith. I don't care how much criticism we get. I don't care. They can all live with shortage. I live with abundance. I received this, and I hope she doesn't mind. I re- I, Phyllis sent me a text from uh, Miss Terry that she texted her the other day, and she's passed it on to me so I would see it. Terry went and saw her doctor. I'll, I'll leave him my name, but he's a really good doctor here in town. She goes once a year to get blood work, and, and she said that he, he is so amazed that I show zero signs of multiple, is it myeloma? Is that how you say it? Myeloma? Zero signs of multiple myelinoma. Larry and I, Larry who, you know, Larry who used to be here, he's in Florida now, was part of our church for a number of years, lives in Florida now. Larry and I are his only two patients that, that had it and can be called cured, even though there's no cure by medical standards. So all the patients he sees, he sees patients, cancer patients every day. That's what he does for a living. For years. And there's only two that he knows that can be called cured of this cancer. I thought, well, both came to Oasis Church and learned faith. So I'll stop preaching faith when we stop having results. But till then, I'll just keep preaching faith. Hallelujah. I'll keep believing God. And of course, there's others. There's other people that have come to this church. I'm thinking another lady, Miss Rita. Uh, Mona's uh, mother was healed of cancer, incurable cancer. And that was, year, that was a number of years ago. I don't know how many years ago that was, but it's been... Pardon? Yeah, it's, it's been probably at least 10 years or so ago and still free. Hallelujah. Because I remember the night that, you know, that she was in the prayer line 
And the, the spirit of prophecy came on me and I said, it's gone. It's over. It's over. It's over. Three times. It's over. It's over. It's over. She went back to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you're free of cancer. It's not there. Hallelujah. Well, when the Lord quits doing things like that, then I'll quit preaching it. But if I quit preaching it, it'll quit happening. Amen. My wife said I said it backwards a while ago. We're finite. God is infinite. Did I say it backwards a while ago? Well, why did you guys let me go on? Well, she had this like I've been... Well, she had this, like, I've been eating a persimmon look on her face, but I don't know what that meant. I can't interpret that. I don't have the... Sometimes I can interpret tongues, but not... Fa- well, sometimes I can interpret faces. I knew something was bad. Okay. We're finite. God is infinite. Is that better? Why did you let me ruin a whole sermon, and you don't even say anything? You don't say, wait, Pastor, wait right here. Wait, wait. All right. What a friend we have. Now, <laughs> but you know, the psalmist said it this way. I love this because the Lord quickness to me. In Psalm 103, David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, listen to this who forgiveth all, all your iniquities and heals what? He does what? He forgives all your iniquities. He heals how many? All of your diseases. The Lord said 2023 is going to be a year of all. I mean, there's probably people here that are still, like me, they're still believing for some of their, um, you know, diseases, dis-ease, to be healed. And this is a year, all of them is going to be healed. Hallelujah. God is in the increase. The psalmist said that the Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. The, the book of Colossians talks about the increase of God. Think about that. Increase from God. Look at John's Gospel, chapter 21, if you would, please. John 21. I want to show you a a scripture, a few verses here, and read them to you. And if you want to read them with me, you can. John 21. And um, there's something about that we need to know about Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 9, that that, uh, talking about Jesus, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus that though he was rich, yet he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible uses the word rich. Most people choke, Christian people choke on riches. Churches will throw you out for preaching about rich, but the Bible uses the word rich. Now, I like, you know, I like the, the definition of rich. It just means a full supply. You have a full supply. Uh, but Jesus became poor that we might have a full supply. Now, where did he become poor at? Well, we know he wasn't poor on earth, right? He had a treasurer. Poor people don't have a treasurer. Amen? I mean, I'm not poor, but I can still count my own money. Right? You know, it's like one guy said, you know you got a big house and you have to come home and say, where's my wife at? I mean, we all grew up in houses. You saw her when you walked in the front door. You know what I'm saying? There she is right there because the house is... You know what I'm talking about. Amen. And so that, you know, that's, where, that's where, you know, we were. Uh, but uh, God, God will increase you. Now, where, where was Jesus poor? Well, listen, at Calvary, 
He was stripped of everything, wasn't he? he to his own clothing. And see, the curse of poverty is listed in Deuteronomy 28, verse 40, 48. It says, you will be in hunger and thirst and, and, and one of all, and naked and one of all things. Hunger, thirst, naked, want of all things. That's, the, that's what we would call absolute poverty. Absolute. You don't have anything to eat, anything to drink, anything to wear. You're lacking everything. At Calvary, Jesus bore absolute poverty so that we could be richly blessed of our Father. Amen. And that's in all realms of life. I'm not just talking about money, but money would be included where God would help you. But let me know. Now, let, let me explain something because people sometimes, you don't know where they're at. You know what I'm saying? You, you, it's like Phyllis has told me this over and over again. You assume people know what you know and they don't necessarily. So you need to explain some things. So, you know, sometimes you got to explain some things. But how many know the Bible says God said, I will bless the work of your hand. So God doesn't bless laziness. Now, let me explain this, because I had a lady one time get offended in church over this, because I'm preaching, if you don't work, you don't eat. And this lady's like, well, I'm retired. Well, you already worked. I'm not talking to you. Learn to discern. What do you think about retirement? Do it as soon as you can. Amen. Then work for the Lord. <laughs> I've heard preachers say, I don't believe in retirement. Well, uh, you ain't out there working every day, nine to five. I believe in it. I don't believe in quitting. But as soon as you can get out of your natural job, get out of it if you want out. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, shout, Jackie. What's wrong with you? Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying. Now, that doesn't mean you just sit around and you be lazy. You, go, you work for the Lord. You, you still do stuff. But, I mean, you know, it comes a time. I mean, God, at 50 years old, God retired the Levites. 50 years old. The Levites in the Bible? Y'all looking at me surprised. Read your Bible. It's a good book. But at 50 years old, they were retired. Well, I'm way past that. <laughs> but I'm not retiring because I have a calling. I don't have an occupation. I don't have a vocation. I got a calling. You don't retire from your calling. Amen. You just go on to heaven. So, so that, 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 that doesn't apply to me, but, but, but I'm just simply saying God blesses the work of your hands. You have to put your hand to something. Amen. And, and if you're not, and that, that applies in the spiritual realm. If you're not doing anything spiritually, you don't have, God doesn't have anything to bless. Well, I'm just believing God for healing. But are you sowing any of the word in your life? Are you confessing any of the scriptures? Are you doing anything? You got to give God something to work with. It's not all God. It's not all us. It's a combination. We're co-workers with God, the Bible says. Amen. Now, did you go? Did you find John chapter 21? Look at this. Verse three. It says, and Simon Peter said unto them, the other, the other disciples, I I go a fishing. <laughs> now let me explain this to you a little bit, okay? He's not just going f recreational fishing. Peter was a fisherman. That's what he did for a living. How many know that? And Jesus called him, and he left his he left his fishing business. Okay. Now Jesus is gone. This Messiah that they were following. All of a sudden, he left town. He's gone. 
And Peter said, I'm going back to work. I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm going back. It'd be like Peter, wouldn't it? I'm not waiting around. I'm going back to work. So he goes fishing. Now notice this. He says, he went fishing and they say unto him, we'll, we'll go with you. And they went forth and entered into a ship and immediately, immediately. And that night they caught, what'd they catch? What'd they catch? You know what you catch when you just, when you do it your way? Nothing. But, it, but when morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And he said to them, hey, children, you got any meat? You got any food? They answered him, no. Well, they're not doing too well, are they? He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. And they cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Isn't that something? I want to read verse 7. Let me say this to you. There's another incident where this happened in Luke chapter 5, where Jesus borrowed Peter's boat to preach from. And then he told Peter, he said, well, you know, let down your nets for a catch. And Peter says, well, you know, we've toiled all night. We caught nothing. But at your word, preacher, I will let down. Now listen to this. Jesus said, let down your what? Your nets. Nets, plural. Peter said, I will let down thee. Net. I'm going to let down one. You know why? Because he knew he'd have to clean them all. Again. And he just cleaned them and he was done and he was going home for the day when Jesus shows up and says, I want to borrow your boat. And so he, he lets down the net and the Bible says they got so many fish that the net began to break and they had to get their other partners to come over and help them. And they loaded these, these both boats with fish. And, they, and the Bible says they were astonished at the catch that they caught. Amen. They were astonished. I read that. Listen, saints, I'm not making this up. I read that, and the Lord said this to me. He said, if you'll do, if you'll approach this year right, there's going to be people that are going to be astonished at what happens. And that'll make them Baptist talking tongues. Now listen though. This is what's happened. They were, they, they were not able. Listen to verse 6. They cast the net on the right. He said, cast the net on the right side of the ship. How I many know he knows where the abundance is at? They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of the fish. They couldn't pull it in. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John who's writing this, said unto Peter, It's the Lord. Why? They'd seen that kind of abundance before. And it came from Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what? I don't think we just, we don't understand that God's a God of abundance. Jesus is a, Jesus is a Savior of abundance. Hallelujah. Now, go in your Bibles to Romans chapter 2. I'm not going to preach long because we're going to take some time to pray this morning if, if you want it. You don't, you don't have to, but if you want it. Uh, I want you to go to Romans 12 too, because we got to do some things here um, to walk in this. I love, you know, God, I mean, when you think about, I, if you just really think about God, he's an over the top God. Have you ever read definitions about heaven? I mean, <laughs> they paved the streets with pure gold up there. Amen. We're seeing some of those some just, you know, you know, just capping in the corner of glory land. <laughs> well, 
If God built you a cabin, it'd be a nice cabin, wouldn't it? Think about it. Maybe you like cabins, you know. Maybe you're one of these little river guys, you know. You like to ha- hang out down there. I remember, you know, we, we used to have a cabin. My grandpa did on the river. I think he, I think it might have been one of our family, other family members. But anyway, grandpa used it a lot. Might have been my uncle's cabin. But anyway, you know, oh, you know, you go down there and you'd, you'd hang down down the river, you know, and fish on the river, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The only problem there were certain times of year you had to get out of your cabin because that river was coming up. You know, then one day the river just took the cabin away. Took it right down the river. Well, I don't know about you. I mean, I like cabins, but if I'm going to have a cabin, it's going to be a nice one. I like log homes. But if I'm, I, I, it's not what I'm believing for in heaven. Hallelujah. You know, God is such an abundant God that, you know, we, we just don't, we don't fathom it. I mean, you know, just like when he, when, when he fed the, the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fishes. Well, he had more left over when they got done. He's an overabundant God. Are you with me now? He's an overabundant God. Amen. And so <laughs> we have to renew our minds. Amen. Let's look at that verse. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. See, all transformation in your life is going to come by you changing the way you think. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. When you get your mind renewed, you start thinking in line with the will of God. Amen. And you start thinking, you know, here's what, here's what you, be, you begin to think. If God called me to do it, He'll supply it. Amen. Amen. I remember a lady, she's a sweet lady. She's in heaven now. Old Pentecostal lady. Preacher, pastor of church. And she, she called me. She said, would you come and preach? This was like 1993, I think it was. She said, I wasn't pastoring, I was traveling. She said, would you come and preach at, at my church? And I said, well, yeah, I'll do that. You know, and we, we set up a, like a three-night meeting or something like that. And I went over there to preach for her. And she said, I want to tell you, she said, I called Jerry Savelle to come. Okay. She said, then he, and, and I, talked to, I talked to Brother Jerry, she said, and, and I asked him if he would come to our city, and he said, I'd love to come. And he said, let me put you through to my, you know, uh, campaign team, my traveling team, and they'll set all this up. So he did, pastor t- to them, and they told her how much money, and they weren't demanding it. You know, they just said, this is what it takes for him to get there and the crew to get there, and, you know, it costs money to, to fly in and bring your crew with you, and you know what I'm saying and all that. And when she heard this, she said, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. I can't have him come, you know, because she just, uh, and they, they weren't demanding it. They weren't asking for it. Let's just make that plain. They were just telling. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know it would be that much. So she told me, she said, you're my Jerry Savelle and Kenneth Copeland. I said, yeah, I'm your low-budget preacher. <laughs> you know, in 93 or 91, whenever it was, it probably cost me $5 to drive over there, you know. Now it cost me five dollars to get the end of my street, but anyway. But how I many now? Listen, she was just sweet, sweet, sweet lady. I preached for her for a number of years. Love her, respect her and her family. And uh, but you know, you have to have your mind renewed. You know, if you're in a, if you've lived in a low state for years, you're going to have to get in the Word and renew your mind. 
right? Or you think, well, it, you know, yeah, well, work for this one or that one. No, God's no respecter of persons. He'll bring you up in blessing no matter who you are if you'll just have some faith for that. And give Him something to bless. Amen. Amen. Give Him something to bless. So let's go to, uh, we got a little bit of time here. Go to Numbers chapter 13. <clears throat> Numbers 13. What you have to focus on in life is not what, not what life brings you, but what the Word of God says. Right. If you don't do that, life will talk you out of the blessing. Amen? Numbers 13. In Numbers 13, God has sent the children of Israel to spy out the promised land that God said was theirs. Amen? How many know if God says something is yours, it's yours? Regardless of whether you possess it right now, regardless of whether the, the professionals tell you you can have it, regardless of whether the preachers tell you you can have it, if God says it's yours, it's yours. Amen. Healing is mine. Right. Healing is yours. Right. The blessings of God are ours. Amen? <clears throat> my Bible says, my God. Anybody know that verse? Shall supply some of your need, all of your need, according to His riches and where? Where at? In the glory realm. Think there's any limits in the glory realm? Amen. So, that's mine. I don't believe in prosperity. Well, what's that? If all your needs are met, what's that? Moving right along here, praise the Lord. Verse 30, verse 20, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, if God said that, then and all your needs are met, well, you're in good shape. <clears throat> he said, and they returned. This is the spies. They sent, uh, how many spies they send out, Pastor Chuck? Twelve. Twelve, thank you. I always want to say 10 or 13. Twelve. And, and, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. Well, they, they went into the land that God told them was theirs, right? And they went and they came to Moses, verse 26, Aaron and all the congregation of children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh. And they brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came into the land whither you sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey. And in other words, just like what God said, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, y'all hear that? Yeah. How many know it's time to stop making excuses? Nevertheless, see, that's an excuse. Nevertheless, <coughs> the people that dwell in the land and the cities are walled. <coughs> no, excuse me. The people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. Hey, there's the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites. <laughs> there's all kinds of excuses if you'll let the devil give them to you. And Caleb still the people, verse 30, before Moses said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We're not able uh, to be a, go against the people, for they are stronger than we. Listen, 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 listen. What these ten spies said, listen this, they were facts. The Canaanites dwelt there. The Amorites dwelt there. The giants were there. They were stronger than Israel. 
They, they, they were bigger than Israel. They were, those all were facts. But the truth is, God said, I, I give the land to you. Therefore, I'm on your side. And they're not bigger than me. Sometimes we get facts in life that we listen to. Well, they're, 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 they're right. Well, yeah, but they're not the final word on it. God's the final word on it. Amen. Verse 32, they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land which we have gone through to search it, it's a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. All the people we saw in it were men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which were come of giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, so we were in their sight. How many know you got to get rid of the grasshopper mentality? Grasshopper mentality says the circumstances are too big. Amen. But faith mentality says, bring it on. Amen. That's what Caleb said. Bring it on. Let's go right now. We're well able. Why? Because God is on our side. Now, let's go to one last scripture in James chapter 4. I think this might be it for today. Did you get something today? Praise the Lord. James, Happy New Year, everyone. Well, I, I don't normally bring my phone to the pulpit, but I wanted to read that text. I just got a text from Dr. Ingolf. Happy New Year. Praise the Lord. Good timing. If you're watching, Pastor, good timing. Praise God. James chapter 4, go there. James 4, look with me at verse number 8. <clears throat> The Bible says, James 4, 8, draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. What is it? Let's just, let's say it this way. Give more to God. Give more to God. He'll give more to you. Draw nigh to God. He'll what? He'll draw nigh to you. Give more to God and He'll do what? He'll give more to you. I think I want to look at one last scripture. Is that all right? Third John chapter two. I know this is this this is, this 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 has got to put some faith in us that we're going to have a year more. I'm not just trying to build you up. If God didn't give me anything, I'd just say I don't have anything. Just let's just go on. We're going to have a good year anyway. But the Lord said more, more. I don't know what he's telling everybody else, you know, but I know what he's telling us. It's going to be a year more. More in every area. Hallelujah. Now, in 3 John chapter 2, go there. 3 John chapter 2. Chapter 2. Did anybody find it yet? Bring your Bible up here because I'm going to rip that page out. How about... 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Amen. That's <laughs> so funny. When Greg and Pastor Greg and Debbie, you know, they were just new believers in the Lord, you know. They hadn't been saved very long. And so I don't know where we were going, but we picked them up for something. And uh, they got in the car and they said, man, we read 66 chapters this morning. I said, 66 chapters? Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, what did you read? And they told I said, that's verses. 
<clears throat> now, so there's only one verse, and did you notice that? One chapter, one chapter in 3 John. Verse 2, Beloved, I wish, or literally, I pray above all things that you may be in health, even as your soul prospers. Or you could say, just as your soul is prospering. In other words, God's blessing on your life could be measured in the measure that your soul is prospering. See, the more your soul is prospering, what are we talking about? Give, we're talking about this part now, part, our part, giving more to God. And as we give more to God, He gives more to us. Hallelujah. Let me, let me close. See people, see, people sometimes think, well, Pastor, that's all right. You got a head start. No, I didn't have a head start. I had to start the same place everybody else did. The bottom. Amen. I remember the days. Now, listen, if you're still here, I'm not knocking you. I'm just telling you God's, God can bring you up in a lot, even in natural areas. I remember when the day I, I ordered, I always ordered off the right side of the menu. Now today I order off the left side of the menu. Some of you don't even know what that means. The right side's where the prices are at. The left side's where the food is at. I didn't order what I wanted. I ordered what the price I liked. Now if you're there, there's nothing wrong with that. You, 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 God brings you up. Now I don't order off the right side. I order off the left side. I'm not bragging. I didn't do it. It, it, I had to have mine renewal. I remember her and I, when we, years ago, we'd go to these, uh, what were they called? We'd look at houses. Pray to homes. Pray to homes. We'd go look at those. Now, you know, I'm a faith person, but just because you're a faith person doesn't mean your mind's totally renewed. You're a faith person as far as what you are at that level. And I'd go in those houses and I'd think, man, I could never have one of these. Now, you know, in the back of my mind, I think, well, God could get it for me, but boy, <laughs> it'd be probably 20, 255 years before we get there, you know. And I'd have that in the back of my mind. I had to get that out of my mind, right? And now, listen, in those days, I couldn't buy one of those. I couldn't. There's just no way. But if you let God renew your mind, He can get you whatever you want. Come on now. I mean, He's not... Look, we see, we see some of these houses. You, you, you go down by the river and you see some of those houses on the river, you know, and my mind's still not renewed to that. I mean, you got to be honest, you got to renew your mind, right? You got to step it up. I mean, you know. I mean, you, you don't just... You know, step out of where you're at, something huge. God takes you in increments. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> but you, you see those, you know, all that. Well, li- listen, here's the thing with the Lord. The Lord, the, Lord can, the Lord can do anything you can believe Him for, truly believe Him for. Amen. And so, you know, I started out. Without anything. I mean, I started out, you know, the car I started out with was a hundred and, what was it, 125, 150 bucks I gave for the first car I had. It wasn't on the front of the lot, it was behind the building. They weren't going to put this thing out front and advertise it. 
And so, but, but as I begin to serve God, begin to obey God, begin to renew my mind, you know, eventually I, I was able to get a car that was $800. I My mean, only thing is, it's, you only drove it, you only really wanted to drive it in nice weather. Because when it rained, you got a, you got a bath too. It looked like crazy. It was a step up, you know, amen. But God, you, I'm here following me. It's not about material things. I hope you understand. I hope you're not reading this wrong. But God does want to bless you with material things. And in 2023, He's going to if you let Him. Amen. amen. And don't be ashamed where you're at. Just thank God there, there's another place. Amen. Because it's all relative anyway. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if I had five billion dollars, man, I'd, I'd be shouting. You, you, you want it? Want to hear me? Get me five million. I'll show you how. I, I'll show you how to shout. I only have five million. But did you know that if Bill Gates had five million, he'd be worried. It's relative, isn't it? But God wants to bless us and, and take us into a good land. But more importantly, He wants us in a good land spiritually. Amen. He wants us in His anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for His Word. So, in 2023, God's going to give us more, but it requires us giving Him more. More of who we are. More of our lives. Amen. Did you get something today? Well, let's still come up if she would, please. Uh, you know, the thing that I've seen about God over the years is that if, if you listen to Him, if you follow Him, if you obey Him, if you have a living faith, He'll just keep taking you up in His in His blessing. And it maketh rich. Rich spiritually. Amen. Rich like 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 the Lord told Brother Hagin that actually Jesus himself told Brother Hagin this one time. He said, if my children would learn to listen to the inward witness, I'd make them all rich. Now he said, Rich mount full supply, have a full supply. I don't know about you. I all my needs are met, but I'm open for more. How about you? I'm open for a fuller supply. There's times I get letters, you know, I get from minister friends. Maybe they got a project going on. I had one here a while back. It's, it's been some time back. And he, he, he needed like, I think it might have been $27,000 or something, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, we should be farther along in the body of Christ where $27,000 isn't anything. God wants to bring us up. But I didn't have it to give it to him, you know. I didn't have it, but I thought... Wouldn't it be wonderful just to have that and just say, I'll take care of that? Yeah. Now, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you're farther along there and you do. But I, I, I perceive, and I say this, and I've said this for, for now over 20-some years. One day, Phyllis and I are going to be at a church, going to be sitting on the front row. That church is going to be in a building project, and we're going to pay for the rest of the building. I've said that, and she can tell you that. I've been saying this long before I knew you. I've been saying this for maybe 35 years. It's going to happen. When's it going to happen? I don't know, but before I go to be with the Lord, someday I'm going to be sitting in church on the front row, and they're going to be taking up an offering for the building fund. I'm going to say, that's it, Pastor. Don't worry about it. I got it. We'll take care of it. I mean, I might not do it before the people. I might do it in the back room, but whatever. I'm going to let him know. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, God has got multitude of ways 
Dr. Barclay began his church in 1980, I think it was. And, and he was, before then, you know, he was a preacher, ministering and traveling. And he had a traveling ministry. He's, man, he, he travels all the time. And so he had a traveling ministry, and he got to the point he needed an airplane so he could get places. Honey, Delta doesn't go to the everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of places they don't go to. There's, 30, there's over 30, 30 35,000 airports in the United States. Delta flies to 4,000 of them. All right, so you can't depend on them, not if you're traveling all the time. You can't do it. You just can't do it. Unless you want to live in an airport all your life and not see your family, not see your church. Of course, she's passionate church. He has to get back home. He has to be there for service. So it's got to that point. He's got 70 people in his church, 70. This is 1980, 81, 82. That's all he had at the time. Just started. He said, I need this airplane. He said, this guy comes into the service, looks like a farmer, overalls, you know. And he says, uh, can I say something? And Doc said, not now. You know, you, you don't know the guy. How do you know what he's going to say? You know, he might get up and say, you know, Muhammad is God. You know, I don't you know what he's going to say. So you can't just turn him loose, you know. So they went on with the service. And at the end of the service, <laughs> the guy goes, Pastor, can I say something? Well, okay. He said, the Lord sent me here today because he said, your pastor needs an airplane. <laughs> How does this guy know? He didn't go to church there. He said, so I'm going to give to that. We're going to take up an offering for, this, for your pastor to get an airplane. I mean, Doc's been believing for an airplane, $250,000 airplane. And so... Dr. Barker says, well, okay. So they take up an offering. Guess what they got? $250,000 from 70 people. They went and bought his airplane. Thank God for that farmer that walked in in those overalls. Heard from God. You just never know how God's going to do it, do you? Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.